Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in and choosing me to support your growth journey. This episode is all about growing your brand with Instagram stories. My guest today is Chantal Ferrous, who is an Instagram strategist and coach. She helps service providers and personal brands grow a profitable, aligned brand by being fully self-expressed in their marketing. So without further ado, let's dive straight into this info-packed episode. Hi, Chantal. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Hi, how are you doing? Awesome. Okay, so you are the IG stories expert. So who should be using IG stories? Oh, you're so sweet. I really think anybody who's on Instagram should be using Instagram stories, especially because, you know, once upon a time, we would kind of open our apps and start scrolling vertically, right? And so now we kind of open our apps, go way to the top and start scrolling horizontally. And it's it's a great way to just connect with your audience and build that know, like, and trust factor because you're consistently showing up. You're showing up behind the scenes, sharing your process, and it just gets people hooked. It gets people coming back for more. It gets people really acquainted with you and the services that you're offering. So what should you be posting on Instagram stories? So that really differs for every single person. And I know that that's an answer that a lot of people don't love to hear, but let me break it down this way. So I think that everyone should be starting off with, let's say three to five content pillars, which are just topics that you really want to be known for. So that can be a little bit of personal life, something about your services, something promotional, you know, and you can, you can stick to those regularly for a few months and then switch them up based on how that content is performing. But the reason I say three to five content pillars is because you know what you want to be known for. And that repetition is going to have other people really understanding what you're all about. And so much so that even if they're not your perfect ideal client, they're able to go share with a friend, oh, this girl is all about this, this, and this. And so that really helps your referral system and for you to grow your audience as well. Mm, Okay. So what does your pillars look like? So I've recently pivoted my pillars. So I used to do Instagram management done for you. And I was working behind the scenes for my clients. And now I'm going a little more towards the coaching realm where I'm, it's more done with you. And so I'm working one-on-one with my clients and I'm really teaching a lot more about instead of adding to the stories and templates and the strategies and all of these, you know, copy and paste kind of things. It's more custom. It's more teaching my clients, Hey, what do you want to stand for? What are your values? What do you want to be known for? And then helping them guide, you know, go down that route for myself personally. I definitely talk about authenticity, full self-expression and how infusing your personality is a good thing. I know a lot of people want to hide behind educational informative posts, but when you're not sharing your personality and it's just info, that stuff can be learned from anyone else on the internet, from Google. And people really care about how you are showing up to share that information and who you are as you're sharing that information. So it's a lot more about the energy too. And I never used to talk about that piece. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say to show up, but it's hard to show up when you are unsure what to say. So on those days when you feel unsure what to say or what to post, what do you do? Okay, so there are three great ways to do this. One of them, feel free to document your life. So I think a lot of people get the feeling like, 
I really need to put on a face of makeup and I really need to look my best and feel my best and show up as this like altered self where if you just kind of release all expectations and say, hey, I'm going to show up exactly how I am, then it, it just takes the pressure off. And I just want to remind everybody, we're really all, you know, recording stories with a sink full of dishes and dry shampoo in our hair. And like, that is normal. That's relatable. It's totally, totally fine. The other thing that I want to share is I will go into like an FAQ, like questions that I've been asked in my past, um, whether it's from working with clients on my intake form, questions that I've received on Instagram. And I just keep that as a bank anytime somebody asks me certain questions and I can always refer back and address them. And the last piece is if you're really unsure what to say, you can always show up either in your feed, in video, in your stories and pull your audience and ask them like, hey, I'm thinking of doing these two kinds of trainings or these kinds of topics. Would you prefer A or B? And just let them lead and then go ahead and address that. And that will cut so much time spent debating on whether or not this will be valuable for your audience. Can you give us a couple more examples of good story prompts? Good story prompts. Okay. This would be for, you said like a female entrepreneur who really wants to share. Can you give me examples of like, what does she do? What, what are your, um, your audience members, these female entrepreneurs? What are their, okay. Let's just do a, a starting coach. Okay, perfect. A starting coach. So I love to share my story, my why. I think that works for everyone across the board. And I actually just recently posted this, my own story, and it generated so much engagement and so many questions and so many, you know, mutual touch points. And really the thing to share here is what you do, who you help, but also how you got here and why this is important to you. And you'll notice that once you start talking about those things and sharing those things, you kind of light up and the passion in your voice becomes really relevant. And people are drawn to that because they, people just love good energy. And when you can share so authentically about yourself, you're also inspiring others to show up and do the same for them. And so I think that's always a great place to start is what's your own story? You know, you know yourself best and there's no right or wrong answer with that one. Mm-hmm. How about a beginner product-based business product based okay i would absolutely share the highlights of each product so you can share a photo of each why it's important you can share the ingredients or sorry i have a background in skincare so when i think product that's my that's my go to but you can share the utility who it's for why this is so incredible why it's you know perhaps better than the competition or other products out there you can also always do regardless of your of your field behind the scenes so what is it like when you are sitting down and doing work? You can, you know, hold up a phone and do a um, time lapse. So another great thing you can do is set up your phone and do a time lapse and just showcase to people how you are behind the scenes on the phone. You might have seen around that a lot of people are posting, you know, what they do on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and then they list out all of the phone calls they have with somebody. They list out all of their to do, and this really helps people see a behind the scenes of what this business owner is doing and helps them connect to her. So I think that's a really great place to start your story, what your products are, are good for or services, who they help. Any testimonials are really incredible and you can always evolve from there. Mm-hmm. So do you use a third party app to make your stories first before you upload to Instagram? 
So sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. First of all, I always use the later scheduling tool. That's just my favorite to post. And that allows me to see how all of my graphics and visuals will look in the feed. They give you a grid view, which is amazing. And then in terms of designing my Instagram stories, there are two apps that I love um, that have beautiful templates. One is called Unfold and one is called Storylux. I use both of them quite a bit, but my kind of bread and butter is Canva, which has a pro version, but is also you know free to use. And the cool thing about it is you can input all of your brand typography and your brand colors and use any of their templates and just mix and match. And it's a very intuitive um, newbie Photoshop. You know, when I don't know Photoshop, Canva is my go-to. Absolutely. I also schedule with later and I love Canva. Yes. I'll have to check out Unfold and Storylux that you talked about, but they're beautiful. I have just started using Mojo. Mojo is amazing for, yes, for animated video. I use that too. And I just want to share too, don't get discouraged if at first it's not looking like how you want. Sometimes it (laughs) takes a little bit of time to get the hang of all of the features that are available to you and then craft your unique look. But I really don't want anyone holding off because it doesn't look perfect because you really want to just put your stuff out there and get the feedback and see what's working. Sometimes we edit ourselves so much that we're actually doing ourselves a disservice and holding back from something that would be really, really valuable just because maybe the color of font doesn't look as beautiful as we would like, but it's part of the game and it's part of being real. And so I really encourage everyone to just put that out there. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that we can do now to sign more clients? Because, oh, to be real, right? We're being authentic here. We're on stories to serve our clients and sign more clients, not just to have fun. Absolutely. So things that you can do right now First and foremost, show up. I know it can be scary. I know there are a lot of considerations that go into it, but whether you like it or not, or know it or not, you already have a personal brand and it's what people are thinking and feeling in your presence and talking about you to other friends. And it doesn't mean that it's a negative thing, but there still is a personal brand. And so all you need to do is put it out there on the social space and no one's saying that you need to manipulate it or artificially change anything or augment anything. You are perfect exactly as you are. It's just a matter of sharing that. And the reason that I start with that is because a lot of people want to show up and say that they showed up once, but it's really that consistency and that, you know, the, the consistently showing up that, that creates that narrative that people want to keep tuning back to. And that includes the clients who are looking to learn from you and who are potential prospects. And so what you do when you show up is also really important. And so some of the things that I love to do is pull your audience, essentially what you're doing, you're building relationships. And this is key because people love to work with people that they trust. People love to work with people that they know that they're familiar with. And if you can establish multiple, you know, touch points and multiple commonalities with somebody, you're that much more likely to sign them. The third thing that is so, so, so critical that, you know, I myself have been guilty of not doing this is a lot of times we're not talking about our services enough. We're not talking about our products enough and the things we sell. And the reason that this is hindering you is because if people don't know about you and if they don't hear about it over and over, they won't be inclined to purchase. And we need about like 
eight to 12 touch points to really make a buying decision. And so if you're showing up one time and sharing how incredible your services are, but you don't follow up with more, a little more oomph to back that up, you are just leaving money on the table. And I think a lot of times we, we get scared to show up. We think we'll come off as salesy. We think that we are being too burdensome. And why does anybody want to hear about this? It's, I think, a really safe place to talk about your services about once a week. And if you're in a launch to even go harder multiple times a week. And I just want everyone to remember that when you are selling and showing up and doing all these things on social, you really want to keep your ideal client in mind. Who is the person that you're selling to? Who is the person that will benefit from these services? If you think that you're going to you know, bother Becky from high school who's following you, but she's not interested in any of your products or services, it really shouldn't be a concern. But if you have 200, 1,000, 10,000, it doesn't matter how many people following you who are genuinely interested in you and your story and your services and products, then it is your responsibility to share with them how amazing this is, how it can transform their lives, why it's so incredible and why you recommend it to them. And I think a lot of times when we, when we focus on the end client instead of ourselves, actually everything becomes really easy and falls into place. Absolutely. I go through this a lot with my clients as well, feeling salty, right? But you really have to switch that to coming from a place of service. It's not about you. It's not about you showing up. It's about you helping and serving your audience. And if you really believe in what you're selling, you know, if you believe in your own transformation of your own products, then you're not really selling. You're helping. You're making a difference in the world. Right. I would love to um, share an example. So I was going back and forth and trying to see how can I explain the sales process in a really easy way where I'm not giving other people a new script to replace their old script and a new strategy to replace their old strategy, because I think all of these have really limited us and stifled our creativity. So something you can think about is think about your favorite product, your favorite movie, your favorite, whatever it is. For me, I love Celsius energy drinks. I'm obsessed. I'm a huge fan. They allow me to like get a great workout in even when I'm tired and I don't get really jittery after I don't have the caffeine crash. Like I'm obsessed with this product. And so if I came to share it with you, I would tell you all about it. Oh my God, Lucy, like this is so incredible. I love it. It tastes amazing. You can get it here. The price is amazing on Amazon. Like I'm just so hype, right? And if you told me, you know what? I tried it and it's really not my favorite or you know what? I'm just really not interested at all. That's totally okay because I know how incredible this is for me. And when the other person is really interested in this and is having the same Uh, kind of issues or struggles that this solves. You know, let's say there's someone who is trying to get a workout in, but she's a really, you know, diligent about her work and working nonstop. She's a female entrepreneur. She's really exhausted by the end of the day, but she still wants to move and not sit on her couch. That's the kind of person that is going to respond. And so the same goes with your product or service. You know, you can pitch it and sell it and you sell it with passion and you're talking about it because you are so clear on the transformation and how incredible it is that even if somebody else is not down for it, because not 100% of the people will be, that that's okay. And you don't have to feel discouraged that it's not good enough or you know any of the kind of limiting beliefs that pop up when we start selling our, our products and services. And you just keep sharing because you understand the power of what that product or service does for you. And then the last piece is, I think the really important thing is to focus on the transformation, like you said, rather than the elements. So 
for example, when I was doing Instagram management, it is so much more powerful to say by doing this, you will get 20 hours of your week back. You will have a really compelling, you know, copy and visuals. You will, you know, have clients reaching out to you every single day in the DMS than to say, well, you get 20 posts a month and you get 15 hashtags a day and you get X stories a week. Like those parts are cool, but it's not what people are really buying into. And so I think when you lead with passion and you lead with the transformation and the outcome, you will be that much more on point and it will feel easy and seamless for you. Absolutely. You've got to think in terms of what your ideal clients would say, right? Nobody ever wakes up in the morning and say, I got to take a course on something. Nobody. (laughs) Or I want to be sold to on Instagram today. Let's go see like who's going to pitch me. Right. Oh, I love that. So what are some ways to start better conversations with your ideal clients from stories into the DMs? Ooh, great question. So a couple of my favorite ways I'll share. Um, First and foremost, start with yourself. Start with a story of yourself. Share what you're doing today. I'll give two examples. So I recently shared uh, my story, like my story post, and it explained, you know, all of the, uh, all of the hoops I jumped through to get to where I was today and how my business was reinvented and all of my services and all that stuff. And so um, once I posted, I hopped on stories, I elaborated a little bit and I included some fun facts about me. And so at the end of that story, I included a uh, question sticker and I just said, which parts of these resonate with you? Or do we have anything in common? Once somebody answers and says, yes, we have this, this, this in common, then that's already a conversation starter where you just need to continue and say, oh, really? Well, how long have you been in the game? Or, oh, you studied abroad there too? That's amazing. What school did you go to? And you know, the easiest thing with this is, how would you just start a conversation with a person at a party? Or, you know, when you go to a mixer and your friend says, oh my God, you have to meet my friend, Lucy. She's amazing. How do you start that conversation? You introduce yourself, they introduce themselves. It kind of builds upon itself. And so I don't want people to feel like just because they don't get that immediate feedback, that it's not worth still sharing and asking the questions because they will come. And another, another way to start, start questions is specifically about your business. If you're wondering what kind of content to create or what people want to hear about, you can always send a DM to someone or you can always you know, ask a question in your stories and say something like, hey, I'm taking time this weekend to craft a lot of content that you guys want to hear or mini trainings. Would you prefer X or you know, Y, A or B, whatever. And you put the question sticker in your stories and allow them to vote. And you can go from there and respond to every single one of them, regardless of if they chose A or B and say, thank you so much. Is there anything else? Or thank you so much. What content have you really appreciated thus far? And just build that relationship and continue the relationship because people are going to be watching you and looking out for that new content that they voted for. So I would say as a general rule, start with stories, always include a sticker or a poll or a question and have people, you know, get the ball rolling, open the floor for them to start the conversation and then you just continue. Yeah. You mentioned questioned. It seems like every time I post a question, you get like gazillion ads from the questions. Are you referring to the bots that are showing up? Yeah. Does that happen to everybody? The bots are unreal these days. I, every <laughs> single time there's like a new, there's an algorithm change. I feel like the bots changed their, their method of doing things. And 
it becomes really easy who is a bot and who isn't or who's using an automated service. So sometimes the account is real, but they're using an automated service to respond to your stories, questions, and stickers. That can be frustrating, but you will quickly find out once you send them a DM or you know send them a message, the ones that don't respond at all or the ones who have zero photos, zero followers, zero, you know, they're like blank accounts. You can go ahead and just get rid of those. You can block them. You can ignore them. But I would encourage you to still show up and ask those questions because there are still real people in your audience who are engaging. And those are the people that you're here for. So is there any way to block the bots? Yeah, actually, when you go into your stories and you view who responded, you can just press on the three little dots or go to their profile and block them from there. I do that a lot, actually, um, because these are not people who are ideal clients. They're never going to buy from you and their engagement is, is false. It's not real. They're not really interested. And so why waste your time? you know, allowing them to continue voting on your polls and giving them attention when they're never going to respond, engage or purchase. Mm -hmm. So what are some top mistakes you see people make on their IG stories? Ooh, this is a good question. Okay. So first and foremost, I think that there are tons of ways to do Instagram stories successfully and everyone has their own method. So I don't want to sit here and say it has to be three to five slides long and it has to look like this and has to look like that. But something that I, that will really help is captioning all of your Instagram stories. I see a lot of people who are talking straight to cam, which is amazing by the way. I think a lot of people have pivoted from posting pictures to more video and now we're getting a little more comfortable and we're building that no like trust factor. The thing is, I think it's about 8% of us are viewing stories with the sound on and you really wanna still capture attention and share your message with the people who are listening with the sound off. And so the way to do that is by simply recording all of your stories going back and then writing a little blurb in, you know, whatever font you want, just make it legible so that people can really understand and follow along, even if they're not listening with the sound on. So I would say, make sure that you are captioning all of your Instagram stories and something else. I'm not quite sure if it's a mistake, but it's definitely leaving money on the table. If you don't end with a call to action. So it doesn't always have to be a sell. It can be, this is what I'm doing with my day. What do you have planned for your Wednesday? right? It can be something super simple where you're just generating a, a conversation, but those are the two big ones. So always end with a call to action, the same as we do with our captions and make sure that you're captioning your stories. So another question is, what are some of your best tips to push up your content on IG stories? So another thing is every time you post a post to your feed, it's really recommended to share that post to your stories or just hop on stories right after and elaborate because a lot of people are not going to take the time to go and look. A lot of times the content gets lost amongst the feed just because there are more and more users and it gets saturated, which is fine, but you just want to build that omnipresence. So if you are in the feed and also showing up on stories, and then you're also including that call to action in your stories and then DMing, you have this cycle where you're having people come back for more. They're coming to your feed, they're watching your content, they're going to your stories, you're elaborating on the content. And then if this is right for them, you're building those relationships with ideal clients. Another thing you can do is I always recommend using a hashtag and geotag sticker in your stories, just because that will extend your reach far past just the people who are currently following you. And the last piece of advice, and you may have heard this before, but engagement is so, so, so key. So right before or right after you post or both, you can split up your time. 
I would recommend starting the conversations, hopping on stories, getting active on Instagram, responding to DMs, liking, commenting, all of that. So once you post, the people that you've been engaging with will actually see your content higher on their feed. And that's true for the post itself in your feed, but the same thing goes for stories because if you've been engaging with someone, your stories are also going to show up higher in there, you know, more on the left-hand side, more relevant, and they will just see you more. So I highly recommend just being active. And I know a lot of these tips and recommendations involve work or at minimum time. And there's a lot of ways to outsource these things. So even myself personally, I built a team of engagement specialists and I outsource my own engagement to them as well as for my clients. And that saves 10 hours a month on every single account. And I just think it's, it's a game changer because what could you do with 10 hours a month? And when you're showing your face and you're crafting content and you're doing things that make money move in your business, I just think it's really nice to outsource or delegate the things that need to get done and will really help your bottom line, but don't need to be done by you. Mm, thank you for all your wisdom today. I love your vibe. You know that. And we vibed over on Instagram. Hardcore. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you are feeling the lows, what do you do to reset yourself? Oh, such a good one. Whew. Okay. So I recently went through this transformation myself and I was noticing that I was feeling stuck. I was comparing myself to anyone and everyone just by virtue of scrolling constantly. And I know that I'm good at what I do, but there's always someone with more experience and there's always someone who you know, writes the post before you got to it. And there's always, you know, all that stuff. And so really what I started prioritizing in my business as part of my strategy is more of a self-care practice. And I know people hear about it all the time, but even that stressed me out, self-care. I was like, okay, so I need to meditate every single day for 30 minutes and I need to journal for an hour and I need to do all of these things. And everything felt so rigid and structured and it was like, girl, chill. So really what I started doing was realizing that I can play by my own rules. I can take a break at noon I can take a break at two. I can also take a bubble bath in the middle of the day. And I can, not only can I do these things, but they're actually supporting me because the alternative is push yourself and hustle and grind. And my mind was blocked with that strategy. So as much as I tried, it was like, okay, Chantal, you have 30 minutes, write a caption and go. And I would look at the screen and nothing would come out forever. And so I knew something needed to shift. And so implementing more self-care and leading with my own desires, putting myself first was a game changer. And now you might say, I don't have time for that. You know, I'm already limited on time, but I want to encourage you to even take a few minutes to put yourself first, because what that does is it raises your energy. So if you're a coach and you are not putting yourself first, or you're really drained, the way that you show up for your clients is going to be a watered down version of you. And people feel that. Same goes with your creative energy, right? If you are really stressed and really drained and you're trying to force creativity, it's never going to work. You are going to sit there and things are going to take you 10 times longer than they need to. And then when I say playing by my own rules, I just realized like I can journal for two minutes and write, you know, three things I'm grateful for and one intention for the day. And that can suffice as a journal entry. And a meditation can be sitting down and breathing deeply for two minutes and that's enough to just ground me. And these things just don't have to take that much of your time, but they are really valuable and actually help you show up more powerfully, more confidently, make more sales. And the wealth becomes easy when you put you first. Is there a quote that you go by? Ooh, 
actually. I um I don't know if you guys are all fans of Vanderpump rules or not. Um <laughs> However, there was a quote that um, Stassi said, and I know this sounds silly, but it was something like, if you don't think that you're the Beyonce of your friend's group, then what are you even doing with your life? Something along those lines. <laughs> and I just thought that was so epic. And I'm not saying to be cocky or anything, but let's be real. You want to lead with you. You want to be your own best cheerleader. You want to, you know, have your self-worth stem from yourself and not have to ask others and look for external validation and do all that stuff. So really that is the quote that has recently stuck with me. And I seriously hope you view yourself as the Beyonce of every group. Oh, absolutely. I resonate with that a lot. And I say it to everyone, you are your own superhero. Mm -hmm. That queen bee energy. Yes. Oh my gosh. So if you enjoyed this conversation, where can we find you at? So my handle on Instagram, I'm the most active there is at Chantal Firuz. And I'm sure there will be in the show notes so you can find the proper spelling. And my website is whitecoat.media. Thank you so much, Chantal. Yes, it will be in the show notes. And say hello to Chantal. Tell us you enjoy this conversation and your biggest takeaways. Thanks, Lucy. Have a beautiful day. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 